Hey, Alliance Church, uh, coming to you this Tuesday with our next installment of our growth practices. And the one that we're going to talk about this week is probably the one, to be completely honest, that I am the least familiar with, the least practiced at, and I say this with conviction, the one that I've studied the least, and that's the practice of fasting. Uh, fasting has been a discipline in the church since before there was a church. Uh, we find it early on in scripture and coming on through the New Testament, uh, but it's something that most of us, I know myself, have kind of just skipped over or turned a blind eye to or maybe tried a few times, but never spent a whole lot of time investing in. Uh, so first, uh, I want to start with talking about what fasting is, then we'll talk about why fasting, and finally, how fasting. And I'm going to do this as quick as I can because I've learned by, by jumping in a little bit, this could be uh, a whole sermon series, and I'm not trying to do that to you over video. Uh, so let's start with defining fasting. Very simply put, fasting is giving up something specific for a specific time for a specific purpose. We choose something to give up. We set a time. Here's how long I'm going to give that thing up. And there's a purpose. Here's why I'm going to give that thing up. Uh, biblically, when we look at fasting, fasting is allowing ourselves to go unsatisfied by something in this world so that we can be satisfied by God instead. Going unsatisfied by something in this world, this is countercultural, so that we can be satisfied by God instead. All of the biblical example that we have of fasting is fasting food. Uh, going a day, uh, a couple days, a week, or even in some extreme cases, Moses and Jesus going 40 days without food. Uh, in our current context, uh, one of the most famous fasts that some of us have partaken in is the fast of Lent. Uh, Lent being uh, early a Catholic tradition, but now it's kind of more, uh, more broadly accepted, is 40 days before Good Friday uh, of giving up something to help identify with Jesus, to remind us he sacrificed for us. And now we sacrifice this little bit to kind of connect with him in that way. Uh, in the Catholic tradition, fasting on Lent is giving up meat on Fridays. Uh, they can eat fish, they can eat whatever else, but on Fridays they specifically don't eat meat and it's a time to help them kind of connect. I'm giving this up because he gave up everything for me. Many of us have taken part um, in Lent and it can look like different things. I know some that give up sugar or chocolate, uh, some that give up coffee, some that give up social media or their phones or TV uh, for that 40 day period. I'm giving up something specific for a specific time and a specific purpose to help me connect with him in preparation for Good Friday and Easter. Now that's not all that fasting is, but that's just kind of an example of one that we might be familiar with. Why fast? So let's talk quickly about why I believe we should be fasting. Uh, first of all, fasting is clearly a biblical practice. I wouldn't say that it's a command in terms of you're going to find here's how often you should do it and they say every Tuesday or this time every year uh, you need to fast. You're not going to find that in the New Testament. But what we're told is when you fast, it should look like this. When you fast, think of it this way. And so there's a, there's a clear biblical expectation that we as followers of Jesus should have some experience with fasting. 
Now, very quickly, when I talk about fasting, I'm not talking about intermittent fasting. Uh, something if you uh, get online and look up like diets, you're gonna see intermittent fasting a lot. The focus on intermittent fasting is the physical benefits that fasting has. And there are physical benefits to fasting, but the why in scripture is not about because then you'll get those washboard abs, you'll finally be ready for swimsuit season. The why in scripture always has a spiritual side to it. So another spin on that same thing, and this has been around for a long time, some people when they think of fasting, think the point of it is to treat your body harshly. Uh, your body is bad, everything in this world is bad, and we need to treat it harshly to kind of like get it under our thumb, because then we won't be tempted by as many things, we won't be given to sin as much, and so it's this harsh treatment of the body for harshness's sake. And what we're told in scripture, we'll look at here in a second, is that that is completely missing the point and actually doesn't serve a purpose. Paul says it this way in the book of Colossians, when he's talking to a group of people, there was a teacher that had come in and was telling them that they needed to do all these harsh things and treat themselves harshly and, and fast really strictly and harshly. And here's what Paul says in Colossians 2.23. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Paul is telling the Colossian believers, it's not about just being strict and harsh with yourself because then you'll just be a better Christian. That's missing the point. What we find is that there's always this spiritual growth component to fasting in scripture. Fasting, I'm gonna boil it down to, to three main things, uh, and there could be more. We could go a lot of different directions, but trying to be quick, here's three main things that fasting is about. First is this, fasting is about reminding ourselves that we need him more than anything else. We need to constantly be reminded that he is the thing that we need most. We will get distracted, we will get self-sufficient and look at me and all that I can do. And in fasting, one of the things we find is the end of ourselves. We find out just how much control over ourselves we really have. We find out when we are hungry, when we have those things that we've been dependent on that are now taken away from us, just how patient we really are, just how good we really are just how self-sacrificing we really are. And in doing that, we see just how much we need him. Part of fasting is that reminder that, oh, I really need him. I've been thinking I've been doing okay because I've been distracting myself in these different areas, but man, do I need his power, his transformation in my life. As, as we fast, we will be uh, reminded of how much we need him because idols will come up. The things that we thought were just no big deal, it's just food, it's just social media, it's just technology. When we can't have those, we find just how dependent we are. We start to realize just how much we think on those things, depend on those things, look forward to those things, and we're reminded how much we should depend on Him, think on Him, look forward to Him in our lives. The second thing that fasting does is it reconnects us with him when we feel distant. There's this story uh, in the scriptures where Jesus is challenged by the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, and they say, look, our disciples fast all the time. John the Baptist, his disciples fast all the time. How come your disciples don't ever fast? And they're trying to challenge him, to one-up him, to go, 
we do it better than you do it kind of thing. And Jesus tells them a weird story. He says, it's like going to a wedding. The bridegroom is right there. No one is going to be fasting. That is a time of celebration, rejoicing, feasting. He says, but when the bridegroom goes away, then the people will fast. And he tells them this, when I go away, you will see my disciples fast. There's this idea of connection, of closeness. When the bridegroom is in the room with you, there's no need for fasting. But in those times when you are aware that he is distant, those times when God just feels maybe a step apart from us, Maybe we've lost our way and become distracted. Maybe uh, there are idols at work. Maybe God sometimes just takes a step back so that we have to chase a little bit to see if we'll keep coming. And in those times, Jesus says, that is when we fast. We fast because we're aware that he is distant and we need drawn back in. And fasting really helps us to focus in on what is wrong, what is missing, how much we've walked away. It is a time to reconnect with him when he feels distant from us. Third is this the simple discipline of telling ourselves no. Richard Foster, in his book, The Celebration of Discipline, likens our stomachs to an overindulged child. And he says, when you have this entitled child, the answer isn't give him more, the answer is discipline. And oftentimes we're the same way. We get so used to telling ourselves yes to whatever we want because it makes us happy, because it makes us feel good. And then we wonder, why do I trip over all of these sin and temptations? We, we haven't taught ourselves to say no. And so sometimes fasting can simply be about, I need to train myself to say no. Just because I have this urge or desire doesn't mean I need to fill it, or at least not in the way I'm used to filling it. So sometimes it can simply be about just training ourselves to hear no to something that we want. How to fast. So when I'm talking about these steps to grow in the practice of fasting, uh, I'm going to focus on food. And most of the steps are going to be applicable no matter what it is you feel uh, led to fast. But this first one's pretty specific. Uh, check with your doctor. Uh, if you are at risk, maybe for um, diabetes, expecting mom, new mom, uh, heart patient, anything like that, check with your doctor uh, before fasting. Just common sense. The second one is this. Start small. Most of us, uh, we pick up something new and we just want to start running with it. Uh, but the old saying, you got to crawl before you can walk. you got to walk before you can run. Start with fasting one meal a day. You know what, I'm on, on Wednesdays, I'm gonna fast one meal. I'm gonna fast lunch. Uh, and then move it into uh, a, a longer period. Uh, one writer said to go from lunch to lunch. So you know what, I'm gonna fast dinner tonight and breakfast tomorrow. That, and, and then from there, I'm gonna grow into a whole day. And then maybe three days, maybe a week, whatever it may be. Uh, even in some extreme cases, some have gone as much as 40 days. I'm not suggesting that that is what all of us are supposed to do or that even that that is the goal. There is no goal here other than to connect with him. But start small. Pick one meal, one day that you're not going to use social media, one day that you're going to put your phone down and not pick it up, whatever it might be. Start small and grow from there. Don't just jump into the deep end of the pool with this. We'll get beat up, wore down, and we'll quit and walk away. Don't draw attention. 
Uh, look, this is just real quick. Jesus tells this story again of the Pharisees and he says, you guys love to walk through the streets and they would put ash on their heads and stuff so that they looked like they were just suffering so bad whenever they would fast. And he would say, look, if you do that, you're already gaining all the reward you're gonna gain. People will look at you and go, wow, what a spiritual person. He says, but you're not gonna grow closer to God. You are not gonna hear from him in incredible ways because you've chosen to take the shortcut and just get an attaboy from the people that are around you. Don't draw attention to yourself. Some people may need to know, some in your family may need to know, how come mom isn't eating dinner with us? How come dad didn't eat breakfast today? And we can have those conversations, but we're not called to make it widely known. It's not about getting attention from other people. It's a private thing between us and our Lord. Expect spiritual warfare. Look, when Jesus uh, was in the wilderness fasting for 40 days, that's when the enemy came against him and we saw the temptations against him. The enemy came and said, man, wouldn't bread be awesome? Don't you think you need bread? And in that time, Jesus experienced temptation from the enemy, spiritual warfare. Jesus had a beautiful way of overcoming it by saying, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus was again reminded, while the enemy is trying to take me down and tempt me and get me to quit, God has everything that I need. But he was attacked, and we will be as well. Expect God to speak in new ways. Remember, the whole point of fasting is drawing close to him. He's distant and drawing back near to him. There's something between you and him, learning what it is to overcome it, experiencing his presence and power in new ways. God desires to speak to us. And it seems in scripture that there are times that he does it differently through fasting than in any other way. Times that we will hear him more clearly than at any other time. We see fasting as a way to uh, get discernment from the Lord, to get direction from the Lord in the scriptures, to hear from him, to get guidance from him in very different ways. We even hear Jesus talking at one point in John chapter four, his disciples come and they know he's hungry and he tells them, I have food that you don't know of. My food is to do the will of my father, to be sustained by God, to hear his word to your life, and be empowered to go live it out. So if you're asking more questions about fasting, if maybe this has uh, wet your tongue a little bit and you would like to know more, uh, a couple of resources that might be good for you. First, uh, Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. It's where I'm getting a lot of my stuff uh, for these uh, discipline growth practice videos. Another one would be A Hunger for God uh, by John Piper. A great book, just very practical about prayer and fasting. The two go hand in hand. So I hope that you will try fasting for the first time. I hope that you will learn more about fasting. And more than anything, I hope that you will connect with the Lord in new ways and grow to be more like him through the practice of fasting. God bless you.